0: What is a community? I think what a community is, is when you know somebody either in person, you know what they do, you know their family. You need to know who your community is, not just having a lot of people. There are people that have hundred thousand, two hundred, three hundred thousand follow them, but do they do they know these people? No, they don't. That is not a community. Those are followers.
1: Welcome to the Sisterhood Club podcast, where we talk all things business, Web three, and NFTs. We're on a mission to educate, elevate, and empower women into the world of Web3. So join us on this journey as we learn together from leading experts. And remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So please do your own research and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood Club podcast with myself Georgie Hubbard and me Pam Caldwell and today Pam and I are smiling a lot because uh, we've just had to drag this man off uh, Twitter space which is where he hangs out all the time (laughs) to be on our podcast today so uh, Fiddy Heath amazing to have you on the Sisterhood Club podcast how are you today?
0: Fantastic how are you guys?
1: we are really really well i have look we have so much respect for you and everything you've done in this space and um for those who can't see the video right now i highly recommend you go and watch it because we're literally speaking to um an ape (laughs) which is just so so cool so web three um but finny over to you. I'd love you to give the audience a little bit about your back journey. You know, who is Fiddy? W- what's brought you here today? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey.
0: Whoa. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. Never know where these start. Uh, so it's yeah. fun. Uh, so I am a person in real life. I'm really not an ape. I do enjoy a banana <laughs> or two here and there. Uh <laughs> And uh, I I, so I I have an entertainment background. I was in entertainment. I was an agent. I had a management company. I had all kinds of fun stuff. I did. I work. I worked with BET. I've probably produced uh, over 135 music videos. So I've done all kinds of stuff in the entertainment world. I've sold movies. I bought movies, and then I switched over to real estate. It's where I've been up until COVID, and during COVID, everything kind of got shut down. Uh, Our Plan check, our cities, our restaurants, our coffee. I had to learn how to make coffee, which I'm pretty damn good now. Um, I'm going to have to try some of that Australian coffee, uh, Stem's telling me about. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. And and, uh, I got got the crypto bug. I got Web3 bug just from talking to some friends on uh, Facebook and Twitter and uh, got into it, Um, got into a lot of projects, got into a lot of communities, learned it. Lost money, made money, um, got rugged a bunch, realized that founders in in Web3 are hiding. I didn't like it. I, I, I just didn't understand it. The community members were really frustrated, including myself. So I decided to start a project, and I started a project which is still thriving today. It's called Apocalyptic Apes. And I gave myself a word and I also gave it to my community that I always, I would always be there for them. I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to block my DMs. I reply to all my Twitter um, friends and I reply to new people and old people and clients and customers and in and, and community. And, and I built a really great community and I'm still there and I'm not planning on going anywhere. I'm here for the long run because I do not, want anybody to ever feel the way I did by coming into an NFT project slash business and realizing that you can't talk to the founder, you can't talk to the community managers, you can't talk to the mods. It's an awful feeling. Um, it's been one year since uh, I just I was in my first NFT project and I just went in there on Halloween and realized that they're still absent. So I never want people to say that about me. I never want my project to be absent. I want to be there for my community and I, I want to thrive and I'm, I'm, I found what I love. I love Web3 and I'm here.
1: I love that. And you show up more than anybody else, I think, in the space. Every single time I'm on Twitter, I see you in a space. Like you're work ethic. I think you are somebody that is just, you've definitely inspired Pam and I. So I'd love to know now a bit more about your project, Apocalyptic Apes, because it's incredible. The community you've built around it is phenomenal. Obviously, we both know STEM Queen, Catherine, um, she's amazing. Obviously, I know you've been working very closely together to create it into the incredible project that it is and to make it into the success that it is. But I'd love to know, like. Where did that idea come from? And now that you're sort of in it and in this space, what does it take to keep it going, to keep it building, to just show up every day like you do? It's really inspiring. And I think there's a lot of people listening to this that would really get a lot from from hearing about that.
0: So, so to start with, um, stem is, is, is a leader in the space. She's a really smart person. Uh, and she really helps me grow every day. Just wanted to put that out there cause I know she'll watch it. And she is just somebody I can call if I have a hard day and just, and I do have hard days. I have speed bumps. Um, and I, and I, she'll always give me a couple words that'll kind of set me in the right direction. So I totally appreciate and respect her. Um, and the one thing I'll tell you what drives me is I I want to I want this I want the space to be better and I want to give back and I want to bring value. So I wake up with something every day. How do I bring more value to my holders? That's what I wake up with. When I go to sleep, I go to sleep with what What did I do today? What did I accomplish today? What do I need to do tomorrow? So I try to make forward movement on a daily basis. Um, see, there there are there are people that I, that I've worked with that have a lot of ideas, but ideas have to be implemented for them to work. So. I, I'm constantly bringing ideas that some work and some don't. I'm not going to tell you that all of my ideas have been successful. Sometimes I look at some of them and they're bloody awful, <laughs> but, but it's okay. You know, but the thing is what I've realized is today what really drives me is my community. My community is so strong that when I get on a Twitter space, I, I see how people feel. I see their posts, I see their tweets and I see how people react and I see like the people that show up for, for the project and show up on Twitter spaces. And before we all used to word the word community and, you know, community was a really great word, but what is a community? I think what a community is is when you know somebody either in person, you know what they do, you know, their family, like you need to know who your community is, not just having a lot of people. There are people that have, 100,000, 300,000 follow them, but do they don't do they know these people? No, they don't. And so those that is not a community. Those are followers. And followers are great. Not I mean, can people sit there and do this farming and engagement all the time? I would prefer to have five great followers, the people that, that follow me on Twitter or come to our spaces, but they're also a part of the community. So I have met people in real life. I've met people on Twitter spaces. I've had Zoom calls. I've had phone calls. Um, you know just seeing your faces right now I don't think I've ever seen your faces you guys are used little little uh, little little pixelated characters on your uh, on your Twitter spaces is is building a much stronger connection so when I'll see I'm like oh okay these are real people and when you know they are real people behind this PFP it really makes makes it changes things um, what really changed things for me is going to some IRL events and making some great friends who um, I can hold accountable or they can hold me accountable. And, you know, there are days where it's hard to just do this all over again every day and every day. But I don't think I've missed the Twitter space uh, or, you know, just doing some forward working since I started. Um, It hasn't been easy. I mean, I had COVID. I still went on space every day with a fever of 103, 104. I still went for it. Um, I think you have to be there. You have to show up. Web3 is really about not just about me. It's about engagement. It's about engaging with your community and allowing people to have access. So the more access I have, the more access my community has, the more transparency we can have, the better things are.
2: I absolutely love you've just touched upon some really really beautiful points there and I think that in this modern world that that we live in with the technology at our fingertips you know it's it's really driven connection in such a beautiful way but also if not used in the right way it's actually caused a lot of loneliness and I think as humans what we are all craving in this modern world is that sense of belonging Mm -hmm. and that that sense of community and that human connection so I think like technology is such a fickle thing and it has to be used for you know as a force for good. and you know what I've absolutely loved about the web3 space is that (laughs) community-driven aspect like I've spent a lot of time in some really wonderful spaces and in our own um, discord with Sisterhood Club and the I've just never felt that sense of community like anywhere before. Um, I I had sort of been a part of a few clubs, business clubs um, over the years, but I've just never really, truly felt connected with people. And I think like if you really spend time in spaces or like around projects that are driven by a certain like mission and a vision, I think that you very, you can very easily in this space at the moment, find people that you feel as though you truly connect with. And I love that you've managed to sort of bridge that gap between, you know, meeting people in real life and also you know spending time with them, them on them, them online as well and in terms of like where you're at at the moment I I feel like you're doing you're bridging that gap beautifully in terms of not only are you starting a project but Georgie and I both feel as though you're you're very successfully carving out a business and a brand Mm. so could you sort of talk to us about you know that sort of how that's naturally evolved for you going from just being a purely a project but now very much carving out a brand for yourself and and, and the project and, and the marketplace and and how that has actually evolved for you
0: yeah so um that when I first got into the space I mean NFT projects were really you know you get a QPFP maybe you get Maybe you get uh, some halos, maybe you get some 3D glasses, maybe, and it's really art-driven. Um, then we started focusing on metaverse. Then we started focusing on DAO. Then we started on staking. And then the utility was really like, you know, if my ape can fly around the metaverse, jump around, do something fun, that was cool. Um, then Yuga Labs and Board Apes came around, they showed us that we can actually be very successful in crypto punks where they started to be worth you know uh, you know 100 200 300,000 2 million dollars so we realized this is not this is not just about the art there's utility there's real utility here so um, in real life i mean i i do business so it's easy for me to navigate and bring web 2 uh, to merge with web 3 because i think that's important to have liquidity you just can't keep draining liquidity from web 3 so a lot of projects keep taking and taking and taking and dropping M- empty NFTs. And sure, we love the art and NFTs are beautiful. But if you can't bring some kind of value, I mean, there's a lot of value in NFTs as access. Like if you're a one-on-one artist and you want to sell your NFT for the art, that's fantastic. But when we're, we're doing collections of 10,000 or 5,000 or 6,000, you do have a community to support. You have to take care of them. You have to bring them value. So I was able to kind of pivot my project in my directions and uh, work with some really fantastic uh, web companies, uh, one of them being a hot sauce company. We just launched it, and we actually have some bottles right here. Uh, these are different flavors of hot sauces. I, we have about six different unique flavors. We're going to introduce them every month. And we I just signed an NDA with Amazon. We're going to be uh, working with uh, about 30 stores that are available right now to me and I have access to a lot more and 50% of all revenue streams is going to be shared with our community. Now, the way it works is you come to our um, apocalypticapes.com, you pick a sauce, it goes on your ape, your bottles get shipped to you and then the, and then the rest of them go to our warehouse and our our partner is United, United Sauce, who um, is one of the biggest in the world. If I think they are the biggest distributor in the world. Uh, Vic Klinko, who runs the company over there, is the number one hot sauce collector in the world. So if you actually Google number one hot sauce collector in the world, you'll find Vic Klinko. And he's come to Twitter spaces. He's help, helping people with recipes and talking about food, talking about hot sauces. I think he has somewhere 100,000 bottles at his house. Maybe more. I don't know. Oh, wow. I actually, I tweeted some pictures out yesterday. <laughs> it was pretty fantastic. But I didn't want to do something that didn't make sense because these things right here... Our art. So this is fantastic. So when I take one of these bottles, like with, this is like, this is my apocalyptic ape right here. And I put it on a table. People are just looking at it. They're interested. This is actual physical art. And we have a really cool QR code right here. So if you scan this QR code, it'll go to our OpenSea. It'll go to our Twitter. It'll go to all of our um, socials. And it's a much easier way to really teach people how to onboard and to Web3 than sitting down and showing them your cell phone and saying, here's my cell phone. Uh, here's my picture. It's the only one of its kind. That traditional stuff that we were taught doesn't work. So really bringing Web2, such as coffee and, and sauces and merch and and all kinds of things we're doing. I've got some another uh, physical item I'm bringing in a few weeks that's going to be really, really unique. Um, and I'm going to be allowing the community to share with the profits on the projects. And the way I'm doing this is this is all being done in Web 2. It's not done in Web 3. So when you order your hot sauces, the, the, the actual NFT that you get for the order gets burned. So when that gets burned, you're automatically going back and working with United Sauces. So now they're, the business dealings of my community is with United Sauces. And so I am no longer uh, having any kind of legal um, issues that people are concerned about, you know, such as um, such as games and so on and profit sharing. So I think the the big trick is get an attorney, get some help, find out what to do, how to do it. Tap into your resources, because, you know, I love that everybody likes to say Web3, 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 but we live in Web2. We wash our hands of Web2 we, we feed our children in web two. So, you know, we sleep in web (laughs) two. So I feel like, you know, I I'm not using the web three word as much as I used to. Um, I like to talk to people and just tell them, listen, you know, it's, it's, it's a unique, it's a different place. It's a different way of doing it. And I show them web three is by putting them on a Twitter space or showing them a discord. And I don't throw that web three around that much because it confuses people. Like if you don't know what Web3 is uh, and you start talking about MetaMask, you start talking about wallets and blockchains, it's not easy to onboard people that way. But showing them a cute little bottle like this of hot sauce that's actually really good. We have like a lot of flavors or a lot more. And putting on your favorite foods or your pizza uh, is fun.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And I think what you're doing right now is so smart because given the recent events like <laughs> Web3 unfortunately crypto NFTs they're all getting such a bad rap right now with what's just happened with all of the exchanges right so I think that that's one thing that actually Pam and I are starting to really focus on now is you know using our connections from our recruitment company partnering with corporates right and and going at it from more of like that Web2 because I think one thing that I'm sort of seeing in the market right now is founders We as founders we do need multiple streams of income we can't just rely on NFTs sales. We can't just rely on secondary markets. And I think that, you know, when people launch products in in the bull market, obviously it was just, it was so much hype and so much excitement. But now, unfortunately, you know, a lot of those projects, they haven't thought about long-term revenue streams. They haven't got the partnerships that that you have. So I I love to to dive in, Fiddy, because I think we do get a lot of people listening to this that perhaps are thinking about starting their own project or have a project as well. What advice would you give for those founders or people Thinking about coming into Web three, thinking about maybe launching a project, like what what should what should their mindset be coming into this space? What advice would you have for those people thinking about entering right now?
0: What a fantastic question, by the way. And um, and and the reason is it is a tough day, it's a tough week, it's it's a lot of heavy energy, um, and I, I think it'll pass. We we've had this with other things. Uh, it's news today and something good will happen with XRP tomorrow we've got something something new will happen with other side something great will happen we'll forget about that so if you sit there on your timeline all day long you could really have anxiety it's like it's like watching the elections in 2016 of, of things unfolding every 12 minutes so I'm not concerned honestly I'm not I don't like it but I'm not concerned because I'm here for the long term mm-hmm. but my, my advice is is if you're there like in traditional real estate markets when everything goes down what do we do we buy low and sell high for some reason the web 3 market you guys want to buy high and sell higher that's not how business works so i think the investment mind needs to step in and understand we're not going to wait until everything starts pumping to buy in because now you're just spending more money so the belief in web 3 needs to happen when when the winter Happens, that's when you accumulate. That's So for me, uh, winter means buyer's market. It's not a winter market, it's a buyer's market. Uh, I buy CryptoPunks in the winter. I buy Cool Cats. I buy Dead fellas. I buy D Tunes. I buy more of my Apocalyptic Apes. I buy Mutant Apes. I buy everything that's on sale. Uh, this is a flash sale for people who want to be in Web3. You go buy things, you don't sit there and sit wait for it to go up. Because that makes traditionally no sense in any business. I don't care if you're in the tomato business, coffee. You want to buy your produce low and you want to sell it high. In, in no business have you ever heard people buying high and selling higher. It doesn't make sense, um, financially or, or or any any sort of way. Um, and and if somebody's coming in here right now, I would tell them the same thing. I would t- I would answer to people on a daily basis. Go join a community. Listen pay attention and stop being selfish. Cause most people do things that make sense to them. What that means is they are start a project in the United States. That's great for people, maybe United States, but it doesn't make sense to people in Australia or UK or Germany. So I try to find things that make sense. Like uh, I know there's a lot of people with cannabis and hemp and all that other fun stuff. And I have partnerships with that, but I chose to go with something like this. It's a hot sauce for now. And this is one of many. Why? Because Australians can have some hot sauce. UK people can have hot sauce. German can. There's no expiration date. So my brain works on what is good for everybody, not just for me. I'm not even a hot sauce guy. Somebody asked me, oh, you must <laughs> know a lot about hot sauce. No, I know nothing about hot sauce, but I know a lot about art. And this has art and it's got beautiful art. Like this is our Queens. And we are going to have 16,000 different apes in every market. And the entire world is going to see our whole collection in their kitchen In the storefront so i try to think of how do we how do we hit every market because nfts are international like we have a huge australian community we have a a very large community in uk we have a great community in nigeria we have people all over the place yugoslavia um ukraine i want to make sure that somebody can get something everywhere somebody has a a benefit So people will call me and like, what do I do? I want to start a gym and I want people to have like a membership and they're going to come. I said, well, people in Australia aren't going to travel your gym. They also don't want to work out on Zoom. COVID's over kind of. So it has to make sense. So I think that go discuss it with your community. Talk to other projects before you start a project, because I see a lot of projects fail. And the reason they fail, they don't do quality check. Quality check, like in the real world, before you start a company or something, go find out if other people have been successful at it. Mm -hmm.
2: I absolutely love, um, everything that you've just said there. And it's just like about trying to, um, offer value to your entire community regardless of where they are in the world. And it's that common point of interest. And at the end of the day, I'm not a big hot sauce fan either, but it's something that I want in my pantry. And if I can open that up and it's actually a beautiful piece of art that's sitting there, that's something that you actually want to put on the out for the barbecue or out in the dinner, dining room table when you've got people around. So I feel as though like that point of connection as well is really powerful. There's, there's actually something I would like to, to sort of touch upon, Um, Fiddy. you've, you've obviously, you've had a Long career, you know, you've you've dipped your toe in a, a couple of different industries in your time. You mentioned you've been in the entertainment industry, the property industry, and now your you know your long term one is now going to be Web three, which is beautiful. You've mentioned that you know you're, you've signed an NDA with Amazon. You are developing this um, hot sauce with the number one hot sauce company in the entire world, right? And those are deals that people that are building businesses or you know trying to scale you know a PFP project into something more would listen to you saying that and think Jesus where do I start like that's lucky or whatever like whatever but how how what would what would your advice be like how have you gone about making these types of connections in order to be able to broker these types of deals for your project
0: Mm so i would say that this is something that is not easy it's hard it's a lot of work i mean i i I fly around the country i i i I travel i meet i set up meetings in irl i set up zoom meetings i set up i go on twitter spaces i don't stop most of you guys get uh, an advertisement on twitter or or instagram and you click off the advertisement I'll DM them and say, Hey, listen, I have a fantastic community project. I'd love to set up a meeting. Um, I may, maybe one out of a hundred will get back to me and that one is great. So you're going to get a lot of no's before you get a yes. So it is not luck. It is not, it is not something that I have or had. This is all access through web three. So I've gotten to professional UFC fighters, uh, professional soccer players, football players, French Montana, Uh, I mean, musicians, you name it, just from having access from Web3. So I think the best way to explain it is you have to just work hard. Because when I tell people the things they have to do, uh, they don't want to do it. (laughs) Like most people don't want to do the work. So you have to put in the hours. I mean, I contacted every hot sauce company I know that was credible until I got to the one that I really wanted when I wanted it. I needed to have the same vision as they do and they need to have the same vision as I do. Then I had to work with the developer who's unbelievable. I, I, I work with just an amazing developer and our backend on our, on our, on our, on our software is unbelievable. It's just getting better and better every day. And this is through th- going through three or four developers that just really sucked and, they were good to me at the time because I was new, but when you start working with the real professionals, like geez, where about? Where have I been? So you constantly have to evolve, and you have to be able to pivot. That's the biggest word I say. If you are going in a direction and the team is not working, the devs devs are not working, your website things aren't working, fire them, fire them all, get rid of them, get new ones, find something that's going to be best for you. Most people get comfortable and they're going to stay together forever. They're going to lose together. And that's not what I do. My entire team did not have confidence we're going to sell out on Christmas Day. Um, every one of them's gone except for one, I think Fishy, is my community manager. He stayed with me. Super, super great guy, loyal. Everyone's gone. I said, you guys don't believe it. You don't have to go. We did sell out on Christmas Day.
2: Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. And yeah. I know Georgie and I are both, I'm going, I'm going to say one thing and then I'm yeah, going to flip yeah, onto you. Go, you. Yeah. Yeah. you mentioned about the word No. Right, mm-hmm. and that is that's huge. And I always say that no reflected back at us is on. And if there's one thing that I see in no, I see the I see the opportunity in every no. Anytime someone says no, I think game on, right? Because that is exactly what's reflected back to us. And if you wanna. S- go anywhere in life. If you want to do your own thing, embark on your own project, scale your own business, you have absolutely got to back yourself. Mm. And you need to, you need to have the resilience to push forward when you're getting those no's. And when you are in the trenches and you're sending out those hundred messages, desperately trying to secure yourself that deal. Yes, 99 of those are going to come back and say no, but you don't need to focus on the no's. You Mm. have to focus on the yes that you're that you're striving to to get. And having that resilience, that go-getter attitude and that mindset to keep going when you keep getting battered down with all the no's Mm -hmm. is so, so powerful. And that takes us really beautifully onto the whole mindset piece Mm -hmm. that is is so incredibly important when you are a founder. And I'm going to throw it over to you, Jordi, (laughs) because I know you're just itching
1: to talk about this topic. City, I don't know what your thoughts on this, but I honestly believe success is 80% mindset because... If you, you're sat there, you're sending a hundred messages, you know, and, and Pam and I have been there before. Like oh, when yeah. we were building our recruitment company, you know, we would do exactly the same thing, a hundred messages a day. We mm-hmm. were nobodies at that time. We didn't have a brand. We, you know, we we just, all we had was our work ethic and our mindsets. And if we had had one day, one minute where we'd gone, oh, do you know what? I'm just not feeling this today. Like, or I can't be bothered or whatever. Like we never would have done it. So what, what are your thoughts? Like, how do you get yourself in that frame, in that state? Because I think it is it's a state of you, you feel like, okay, I've got this, I've got this. Like, is there anything you could offer the, the R community and, and the people listening to this that are new? Like, what does it take? What is the mindset? Do you believe that in order to be successful, what goes on between your ears is, is really important? And how do you, how have you developed that mindset to get you to where you are today?
0: So failure is not an option in my life. And it never has been. And it never will be. Um, So my mindset is very, very simple. I just go forward. Uh, There are things that try to knock me down. And when I have obstacles, I call them speed bumps. I slow down, I look, and then I continue to keep going forward. Um, Sometimes they're very hard speed bumps. And I have to stop for a second, but not for too long, maybe for a minute or two. And then I keep going forward. So you constantly have to be moving forward. and, And I would say the best word, Word I would give you is action. You have to be in action. Because too many people talk, and I've been on other projects where I've consulted and helped out, and they spend four hours on the phone chatting what they're going to do, what their plans are going to be. But my question is really simple what, What's the one thing we're going to do today, to make our project go forward? What are we going to do tomorrow? So you have to have daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals. And if all that is not working, it's not a mindset. You're not going to make it because a lot of people come into the NFT space or Web3 or any other business and they say, you know, we'll give ourselves three years. If not successful, we're going to do something else. Well, the minute you said that, you already failed. So you have to go into something with a mindset that this is what you're going to do. Plus, loving what you do really helps. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I love what I do. I enjoy it. Uh, I do not like certain things that have been happening today, but I still love what I do don't like this whole ftx nonsense that thing really bugs the hell out of me i don't like the negativity on twitter spaces uh of everybody talking about it 24 7 and just just pumping and pumping and pumping because it doesn't really solve anything i still think people need to go back to building people need to step up and help web3 not hurt by talking about the negativity 24 7
1: Yeah a million percent and and you've i agree with you because we're talking about this on our on our spaces this morning as well about almost drowning out the noise mm-hmm. and focusing on what are you doing to get this space into a better position you know what are you doing personally to drive forward to keep going and just just not like we can't ignore it right because there's a lot of people unfortunately who have lost a lot of money and i have so much empathy for all of those people right but i just choose not to focus on that every single day because if i did i get nothing done so i think like this this, this world moves at such a, such a rapid pace. And if you are constantly paying attention to everything that's going on, you are literally going to be almost like paralyzed by fear because there's always something happening every single day. So it really is a case of, you're right, setting goals and focusing on what's the outcome that I want to achieve here. But mm-hmm. you, you did mention goals and I, I would love to know, what, what are you focusing on? What are some goals for, for you and Apocalyptic Apes? And where do you want to take this project? Like, I mean, I just feel like it's got such great foundations. Mm-hmm. You've got incredible partnerships already. You've built this incredible supportive community. Like it's got all of the, I guess, yeah, the foundations to be an extremely successful business. But what is next and, and how do you go about, you know, driving the business forward and thinking about your goals? Do you have a process there that you like to sort of go through?
0: So I look, at, I look at the business like, like I do at a pizza. So we have different slices, like slices of pizza. And we try, I try to work on each one of them and having them all ready to go. So I don't like to make announcements to communities and, to, and, and, and just, just to everybody until we're ready to deploy or ready to go. So, for instance, I, I do have a token. Uh, we, do have, we do have staking. We do have breeding with the babies, with our queens. Uh, but they're all like little slices. So when the time is correct, when everything is perfect, we're going to introduce that when and when, a little, when I what I've learned in, and I've been guilty myself, I came out and I said, we're going to do this and on the 21st, we're going to do that. And next month, we're going to bring this. And then people hold you accountable. And when you don't deliver, you're going to get a lot of people that are unhappy with you. But if you deliver a, a bad product because the timing is not ready for it, it's even worse. So I think it's really great to build on the back end and just deliver things that are fantastic and deliver them without announcement. Because I think announcement is very difficult in web three because you have a community of 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people and and you know you get different personalities screaming, when this, when this, when that. So I think, you know, the the um, the Apple the uh, mindset is really fantastic. You can go to an Apple iPhone store. It's like, when is the new I- iPhone coming out? They'll say, oh, we don't know. As soon as you get home with a 13, they just came out with a 14 four days later. Uh, and you're not upset at that because you appreciate the way they execute. So I think my whole forward thinking on how I'm running this business is really just delivering over and over and over without making announcements, because if I make an announcement on your show that tomorrow I'm bringing our token and it doesn't come out next Monday, then people are upset. But I'm not going to bring something out in a in a really unstable, unhealthy market right now. We are in a bear market, you know, and I don't like to say that word because I call it a buyer's market. But you know what? It is what it is. We're not going to we're not going to call it something different because a bear market means why is it called a bear? Because we should have been taking profits. And holding enough till summer comes because winters hibernate in the bear. That's why it's called that. So had you taken some profits, you would be okay right now. But the people that didn't take profits, they felt like everything's going to the moon because Elon says it's going to the moon. Uh, But by the way, I do love Elon. So no disrespect. If you're watching this, Elon, please retweet my room. Um, And and follow me, goddamn it! (laughs) But uh, but the thing is, like, you you have to you have to just be able to deliver. I just don't think we live in a world where people have like uncertainty, including myself. I don't like uncertainty, Um, so I really like just delivering, and I have a lot of really cool things in the works. Uh, a lot of them are done. There's a couple things that need to be finished, but most of them are done. So it's just about the timing of execution. And you have to make sure that the market conditions are correct. Uh, the art is correct. Uh, and the community is ready for what you're going to bring.
1: I love that. I love the pizza analogy as well. Like the little slices. I really, really mm-hmm. like that. That's. I've not sort of thought about that before, but I guess it's like, it's, it's almost trying new things. It's like trying different things. And it was um, a podcast I listened to with Gary Vay, and he talked about having like your steak, and he's like, have like your main dish, and have something that just works r- like a fine-tuned machine, right? That brings in your re- brings in revenue, and then you can go off and try other other things. You know, you can dabble over here, dabble over there, but try and have something that's really solid that continuously builds. It brings in an income, bring, brings in some profit. And then you can sort of go off and have, you know, trial and error thing, things in, in, and take a few risks. But you've got to have in a business something that's going to keep that revenue generation coming. And that's something that Pam and I have always really sort of focused on is like, okay, what's our stake? What's our, what's our thing that's going to keep on driving the business and bring money into the business? Because as we always say, like at the end of the day, if your business isn't profitable, then you don't have a business, right? And you just said something really, really key there is that I think a lot of the people who launched their projects, they didn't take cash out. And they've obviously had a massive tax bill because they sold when ETH was really high. They're going to have to pay tax on that. So I think there's a lot of people, from what I'm sort of hearing and sensing, that are in a little bit of a tricky situation now. And it's just all about obviously managing that cash flow now until we are out of this tricky time. So, for advice again I just keep on going for advice but I think you know you are the person to give the advice because you're in it you live you breathe it for the people that maybe have launched and are in a bit of a tricky spot right now and and maybe are just like they're good people they're really good people but maybe they you know this is their first time running a business and they feel a little bit stuck they feel a little bit like what is next any advice for those people right now
0: get some help get some help get some partnerships get some Get somebody that can help you. Um, A lot of people um, try to look for collaborations for help. Um, That doesn't work. If your project is not working, a collaboration is just going to give you more people in your project, and those people will be unhappy with you because your project hasn't worked for your other people. So I don't think collaborations are, uh, are a great idea unless there's a mutual benefit for both. So very few collaborations I see in Web3 really make sense. Because if one project is doing great, like they've got a lot of liquidity, their holders are happy and another one isn't, usually the one that isn't is asking the one that is for a collaboration. So now you're going in, you're taking liquidity for people that are already uh, happy with the project they're in now. So now you're hurting the project that you're in, that, as, now you're hurting the project that you're asking for and you're going to hurt the people that are going to come in there. So I would say collaborations, collaborations are not a great thing all the time. Um, I think web 2 collaborations to Web3 is great because if you can bring outside liquidity, it's great. like one of the one of my, um, one of my projects I'm bringing in is Megadef and I think I showed you guys this is the, this is Megadeth on my board ape and I'm bringing them to web 3 uh-huh. and we're gonna be doing a lot of cool stuff're launching their NFT from uh, Japan, maybe Mexico City we're having we have a meeting tomorrow and this is a huge web 3 band. it's in business for 40 years with Dave Mustaine um, being the lead singer. So I have a space with Dave Justice, his wife and his daughter, Elektra. Um, I think next week we had a space uh-huh. a few weeks ago. And this is a real business. They have they have mega fans. We're going to do a mega space. We're going to do a mega mint. And hopefully they will make some mega happy people. So really what Dave and and, and they did as I came to them and I told them, I said, I know you guys are going to be launching, but I don't want you to do what, our, what other band members have been doing out there. They launch a project without Web3 communities and they don't know what they're doing um, and they take liquidity from the market. So they're going to give me a budget to hire people in Web3. So what we're going to do is we're going to collaborate with other people, other smart people, influential people, and we're going to make sure that people are paid. People are doing it correctly. And when they do launch with me, they're going to do it correctly. So the collaborations that I'm looking for is not for meta NFT projects. I'm looking for web two liquidity to come to web three, because people should not be dropping more digital art in your wallet and asking you for money unless there's a value. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. That's I agree, absolutely agree. perfect. And um, I, I, I actually love how like you you're almost sort of alluding to the fact that almost like the perfect recipe for success and moving forward in terms of where projects are at at the moment is to actually find that blend between Web two and Web three, mm-hmm. and we've heard the words like Web two point five you know float around a little bit. Do you feel like just the success of um, projects in this current market are really dependent on blending that Web two and Web three together in order to create? Um, make sure that you you make it through some really tricky times?
0: Not always. That's the thing. Not always. Like for me, it works because I've, with the the project that I have with the Apocalyptic Apes, we have a brand. I mean, our brand is apocalyptic. We're in the apocalypse right now as we speak. Look at what's happening with the world. Look at what's happening with the market. We're in the apocalypse. So we're here to show you that if we don't do something about this world, we're all going to end up like this. We're going to have missing ears and you know holes and we're not perfect but if you look at the apocalyptic ape in the queen collection they're imperfectly perfect why because we are helping we you know we've donated twenty five thousand dollars to team c's um we donated twenty five thousand dollars to fame ladies which was a, pro, a rug project try to get them on track and they just got a partnership with somebody we've given away a mutant ape It was a hundred thousand dollars at the time we gave it away it's we might be a little less today. <laughs> the, the floor has dropped. The floor <laughs> dropped a little bit. Hopefully it took some profit. But uh, we've changed a lot of lives and, you know, people have bought homes. And, you know, when our project launched, we were at a two-Eth floor at $4,000 at, at ETH. So you're looking at, you know, $8,000 for our floor apes. And I have friends that come on Twitter spaces and, you know, they've sold their, they've bought homes, they've, they've moved, they've bought new cars, their lives have changed Um, I have people that have not worked for a year because of our project. So for our brand, the Web2 partnership makes sense. But depending on what kind of projects you're going to have in NFTs, like I truly believe this is an amazing space for bringing passports, uh, um, driver's license. Um, So the blockchain is great for music. Um, There's so many different aspects. You don't always need a a Web2 collaboration. Um, you could be the Web 2 company to Web 3, so you don't need anybody or anything. So I think it really depends on, like, you know, what's your vision? What's your goal? Um, who's, your mar- who's your target? Like, what market are you going after? Are you going after the, the PFP project? Are, you, are we done with the monkeys and the doodles or we're going to go to something else? I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we are going to evolve and we are going to get into different things. I mean, I, I know I am. But again, it's it's a very tricky question because there is no one answer.
2: Mm.
1: So true. So true. But I think you answered it so well. I think it's just like it's evaluating your business, your mission, the purpose, what you want to achieve. And if it makes sense to partner with a Web2 company, phenomenal. If it doesn't, then, you know, maybe there's other options out there for you and your business. But um. Before we sort of like wrap up, I just would love to know because I am fascinated and I think it just, it would be so good for people listening in to really understand like the person behind the, behind the ape and, and what you sort of do day to day. And I, I just, I'm just curious as well. Like what does like a, a typical day slash week in your life look like right now? Cause we've talked a lot about, you know, the mindset, the drive, the tenacity, the resilience it takes, but could you sort of talk, talk us through, like, just to give people a real insight of like what it actually takes to do what you're doing. Like what does a standard sort of day in the life of 50th
0: <laughs> look like? Oh God. <laughs> um, so I'm a, I'm a different person than I was a year ago. I feel very guilty. I have three little girls. I do not spend as much time as I need to or want to or should with them. So it really takes a lot of dedication. You have to wake up and start with the GMs, mm-hmm. uh, go, to, go to your Twitter, check your board, go to discord, uh, check on your friends, check on the mental health, uh, on the people around you, especially on down days. Uh, you know, maybe do a Twitter space, maybe go on a space is scheduled, maybe have a podcast. Um, I, I, I have been taking a lot of meetings right now with stores, with the hot sauce. So I have, I've been going to, you know, right after this, I have to go to a store and drop off three boxes of hot sauce. So, um, you know, we're all gonna be shipping right now, it's new, so I just, I'm excited about it. So I wanna make sure people get it, at least the local, local ones. Um, I, I'll spend two, to three hours later on calling every person I know that has stores or has contact to stores. Um, I have, I have a friend who is a water company on piggy bank off, uh, piggyback off of his stores. So my, I have a list on, on my, in a blackboard above my desk and it shows me all the things I have to do. Like I, I had your show on the 15th of November and today's only the 14th, but for you it's the 15th, so, exactly. so, but I have everything on my blackboard because I do forget stuff and the calendar sometimes doesn't work when you're on Twitter spaces, which is really awkward so you can't really rely on your phone. So I just, you know, it's Discord, it's Twitter, it's coffee. Sometimes I don't, I forget about lunch. Sometimes I eat lunch and I forget that I even had it. Um, I'm very deep in conversations. I'm very deep with communication. Um, I check in with my team. I, I check with new people. Uh, I do it over and over and over. If I have some time, I'd love to go to the gym, uh, take a walk, spend some time with my family. Um, and, you know, when, when I write around Christmas on, on our celebration, I'm going to celebrate with my family because we sell that we sold out on Christmas Day and my family is now on Web3 and Twitter spaces. And so we are going to have a little celebration. We are going to have a little party, but I do need a little break. I'll be honest. With you, I have not taken a day break since since last Christmas. I spent Christmas at my desk eating breakfast, lunch and dinner. I don't remember what I did. I don't remember what I ate. So it's, it's very repetitive. I mean, I do what I do, but I love what I do. And, um, I see, I have a vision and I see what's in the, it's, I see what's ahead of us and I just don't want to give up. And I, I look at, I, it, you have to have the Rocky mentality. If you get knocked down a few times, you get back up, you get back up and you put on your gray sweatsuit, you, you take some raw eggs and you go jump around have some Vegemite.
2: <laughs> Vegemite. <laughs> <laughs> but you watch, I love it, I love it. Uh, but there you go, there that you just go. kind of you it know, does, and that that really mm-hmm. does summarize it beautifully. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. there that there's a lot of repetition, right? But what I also see is like it's repetition, but it's driving the right activities that mm-hmm. you know are going to move the needle forward each day to ensure that you are going to continue pursuing the goals and the dreams mm-hmm. that, that that you wake up just, that just gives you that passion.
0: You just like what you're doing right now you've got a baby in your hands and that's beautiful and you keep working and you're 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 going to keep going yeah and you have to have that mindset that you're not going to stop i mean and if and if something slows you down uh you you, you got to do this who can I be now come on a little minute work and we're ready yeah. to go
2: yeah, that's, my that, no, yeah. That, that's exactly <laughs> it. And I think like when you are really driven by like a real purpose, mm-hmm. right, and you wake up and you truly believe in the mission that you're pursuing, nothing is going to hold you back. And it does take consistency. And I mm-hmm. love that, you know, for for the past year, you've, you've shown up consistently for not only yourself, uh, but your community. And I think that there's something just so incredibly powerful in that. It is important to remember that you know we are all human as well. We do need those breaks. So I do feel as though it is it's important to acknowledge that you feel that way, mm-hmm. and 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 take that break. Mm-hmm. There's there's power in that as well. But that that consistency, that resilience, the the work ethic. Your work ethic is absolutely mm-hmm. it's admirable. Um, I personally find it incredibly inspiring. And nothing comes easy. Right. People can look from the outside in and see the tip of the iceberg, but they don't see everything that goes on behind the scenes. And I think that's why it's so important to speak to these points.
0: I'll tell you something very important from everything I do and everything I've done. I haven't started yet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Starting Mm. like, honestly, I just scratched the surface because Mm. it was an NFT project. It is no longer an NFT project. It Mm -hmm. is an NFT business. Mm -hmm. So you take other people's money you have to make sure that you, you're responsible with it and you have to make sure you deliver for them. Because if I take any money from somebody, I want to make sure that that person or that, 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 you know, wherever they're, they're at, it doesn't really matter is going to find value with our business. Uh, Because the minute somebody says something to you and you're uncomfortable and you scratch your head, you have to ask yourself, why are you scratching your head? Is there, is there some truth to it? So, I own up to things that I do wrong. And I think you mm-hmm. have to sometimes be humble and say, you know what, that idea that I had was not a great idea, but we can we can keep doing it. And you see that happen with, and I'll bring that up again, the Apple iPhone. You get it, you get a new software. About a day later, you have to update again to fix the bugs. Mm-hmm. So we just don't have a software to send to everybody. So I have to physically manually do it and fix those little bugs because we can't always per- execute perf- perfectly but we try.
1: A hundred percent. And you just said something really important there as well, because I think this is what actually what slows people down is this pursuit of perfection, which is an illusion, right? Sometimes we just have to sort of progress and we've got to just sort of, and you're never going to get it right first, first time around, right? It's all about finding market fit. But if everyone just waits until everything was perfect, no one would would launch anything. Like look at Apple, they never would have launched the iPhone. Look at where it is now compared to where it started. Sometimes you've just got to get going and just keep on learning, learning, getting that feedback from the community, learning that feedback from the market and just keep on evolving, keep on moving forward. I think that is so, so key. And this conversation has gone probably in exactly the right direction. I want it to because, you know, I think that, you've, like I said, you're in it, you understand the space, you understand what it takes to build not just a successful NFT business, but a successful business full stop. And I can see that this, this passion, this desire, this drive in you is so strong. And I just can't wait to to see where it goes. And yeah, I've just absolutely loved speaking with you today, Fiddy. And 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 like you as well, Pam and I are very similar. Like I couldn't sleep at night if I was taking someone's money and not offering them value, which is why obviously we built the whole school from scratch. So when you get your sister, you get access to our school straight away because I thought to myself, God, if, if something did happen, for example, we're in a bear market and someone had Bought into this project, I want to know that they're getting immediate value. I want to know that they're sort of thinking like, oh, that was worth purchasing that because I've got this. And I think that's probably what I didn't understand when I first got into NFTs. So I was like, well, why are people paying all this money for, you know, just a bit of art, which obviously now I know a lot more about the technology and everything behind it. But unfortunately, a lot of people have into projects thinking that they were going to make a lot of money and now we're in a bear market they've lost money which is really sad but that's just the way it goes right unfortunately but um, I just love the fact that you've just got so much tenacity and drive authenticity I think that's really key as well mm-hmm. especially in this space mm-hmm. and I can, I just know that this is going to be one of those businesses that it's gonna, as as Elon would say, it's gonna go to the moon, because because of who you are, and because of the the drive that I see and and what you want to create, which is phenomenal. So you're an inspiration, Fiddy, and I've absolutely loved having you on the podcast today. It's been
0: amazing. Thank you, and, and I really appreciate being with you guys here. You know. It's, it's it's nice to be with some fellow Australians.
2: It certainly is, isn't it? <laughs> when are you come into
1: Australia, because when you do, of course, you're going to have to come yeah. to Melbourne because Catherine would absolutely kill you
0: if you didn't
2: um, come I, I, to see I'm gonna her.
0: Be, I'm going to be staying with Bam Bam when I get there. He's an ape holder.
2: <laughs> right, Amazing. nice. I love it. Well, but that was it. has been absolutely beautiful yeah. chatting with you. And I think like just like to finish on that lovely note of. Mm progress over perfection. Mm-hmm. I just think that's such a powerful message to put out there as well. Just do not wait until you've got the perfect fit. Yeah. You've got to go out there and you just got to be moving that needle forward daily and strive for progress, not yeah. perfection. I feel as though that's a really important message, yeah. but it has been an absolute yeah. delight speaking with yeah. you today And take yeah. action.
0: <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. So I I really enjoyed seeing your faces because I've never seen your faces. uh, Yeah, we're not just our avatars.
2: We're not just our sister club (laughs) PFPs.
0: You know, and I'll say for people who haven't been to IRL events, it's so important. just yeah. Because there's real people behind these PFPs. And, you know, we have to remember that. We forget that sometimes, but when you actually go and you realize... Like, like, we have to be a little bit kinder to people,
1: absolutely, especially now. And on that note, where can people find you, Fiddy? Where should we send them? We'll make sure all the links are in the show notes. But we know you hang out on Twitter spaces. But what, where, where's the main place people can go to to find out uh, more about you and your project?
0: Uh, uh Twitter, I have a link tree on Twitter at uh, Fiddy ETH. There's no dot. Twitter doesn't allow me. I am now checkmarked for eight dollars. And uh, thanks to Elon, appreciate you, my friend. Please follow <laughs> me on Twitter and retweet my room. Um, uh, you know I'm always on Twitter spaces and my DMs are open. Um, I do go to Discord. I'm not a huge Discord person. We do have an Instagram. Uh, you know, but Twitter is really the way to go these days. And uh, you know it's apocalypticgapes.com is our website. Um, so really the Twitter is the best way. Fiddy.eth is my, my dot, but on Twitter, there's no dot, but, uh, you can find me anywhere. You can ask around. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, just excited. I'm just excited about the space. And I know a lot of people will probably watch this and say, why are you excited? Because I love buying low and selling high or holding high. So my whole logo, my motto, my belief is buy low sell high. For me, I buy low and hold high.
2: Mm, Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, listen, this has just been quite an experience. I've never sat and spoke to an ape for 50 minutes. (laughs) So every day is a new experience in this beautiful world of web three, but it's been, it's been great to, it's been great to chat with you today. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: I'm sorry. I'm not a koala.
2: (laughs) Maybe, maybe that's the next
1: project yeah. um but look Philly amazing to have you here today and I really hope everyone who's listened to this has got something from it and um please go and follow Philly jump into his Twitter spaces he always makes you feel very welcome I can say firsthand, it was one of the first Twitter Spaces I spoke in and that's made you feel very comfortable so go and check out Fiddy, go and check out the project it's amazing and I'll speak to you all soon have a phenomenal week thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give a little share on your social. And if you have time, please leave a review. And I hope
0: to see you next time. Take care.